Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Wellness and Women. My name is Holly O'Lair. I have over 20 years experience in the health and wellness industry, a degree in exercise science, along with several certifications in the field. I have a huge passion for leading, coaching, and helping people feel and be successful. And let me tell you, having my own podcast has been a dream of mine for a while, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. The podcast is going to be all about the seasons of wellness that women go through in their lives when they're working through their marriage, children, moving, health challenges, career changes, and more. And I plan to have some guest hosts on, and they're going to vary from stay-at-home moms, working moms, women entrepreneurs, and so many more. My dream for this podcast is for you to learn a little, laugh a little, and live a lot. Now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Today is going to have a lot of great information relevant to what we're needing right now through this pandemic and being quarantined that I think you're really going to find today's episode valuable. So get ready to take some notes. I will have a guest host today. She is my longtime friend, Aubrey Warwick. She has enough accolades, really, that I could go on and on for at least an hour on all of her accomplishments that she's had in her lifetime. Um, And you're definitely going to hear that through this great information that she's going to share with you. Um, But her and I have been friends. We graduated from Slippery Rock together with a degree in exercise science, and she has just been rocking it out ever since with making her mark and really helping people find their way to a healthier and more fit and more well lifestyle. So without any further ado, everybody, let's welcome Aubrey. Hello. Hi, how are you today? Oh my gosh, I'm doing as good as I possibly can. I can't complain. So thanks for having me today. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for joining me. Were you able to get outside at all today? I know it was kind of like rainy, sunny, off and on. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But you know what? I'm not sure if anyone else can relate to me, but I have been um, more tired over the last several weeks because I haven't been as active as I normally am. So it's almost like objects in motion stay in motion and then until you're not. (laughs) So I've definitely felt the need to take an afternoon siesta on more than uh, one occasion during uh, this uh, quarantine. Yeah, me too. And especially on days whenever it's colder and the sun isn't shining, that makes it extra hard to get motivated. Oh my gosh, definitely. Yeah. And And it definitely puts a big lull in your routine, especially if you were very regimented before all this. Yeah, totally. Because I was thinking the other day, this is probably a procrastinator's dream Uh because usually it's like your schedule's so packed. So you got to fit in X, Y, Z in a, in a short amount of time. But now I've even found myself saying, Oh, I have time. I can do that later. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a whole new world. Sure. Yeah. Knock Mm -hmm. me like that forever. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, do you, I gave the audience a little bit of a background of how you and I know each other, Mm -hmm. um, but do you want to give them a little more details? Sure. Well, I'm really excited to talk to your crew here, Holly. And, um, 
right now where life has me, I am a transformation coach. So um, on the regular, what I do, I've created um, various lifestyle coaching programs that I help people achieve their goals, not just with weight loss and nutrition, but we take the whole person into consideration where it's a mind, body, spirit evolution. And I love helping people in terms of accelerating them on their life path, helping them find their purpose. And it has helped me at the same time, make better programs, things that are more effective and, you know, help me know that I am on the right path. So that's what my um, full-time gig is right now, as well as I'm a TV fitness expert for uh, the Channel 2 Pittsburgh Today live show, which I've been now on there for the last four years. Can't believe that. And oh, my gosh. I know. I know. That has flown by. So we have a lot of fun with um, their, uh, their uh, Channel 2 family. And I also own a fitness studio that is in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, but actually through this whole quarantine, I've been able to go virtual as all boutique studios seem to have been doing. And I've been able to increase my membership this way, um, actually by times three. So that it's been a, a blessing from a business standpoint, which is, um, is, is pretty cool. And I feel very fortunate because I know it's quite the opposite for businesses that just cater to a live audience. There's no way that they can go virtual. So people really have to pivot right now and hustle and think outside the box. And I see that. I see that people are, you know, there was a lot of stress at first and I, it's been amazing to see how people can get so creative and reinvent themselves in a very short period of time. Yeah, I agree. I've just been seeing that, like you said, whenever it first started, it was kind of like doom and gloom. But I think people have really started to adjust and the creativity that's out there and um, just how people are being decent humans yeah. and coming up with ways to help other people uh -huh. and and thrive in a time when you wouldn't think you could. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a true test of your character, and it's um, such the silver lining through all this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thank you for that. I, I appreciate all of all of your information that you gave there. Um, so I wanted to start off with a couple silly questions, right. just so the audience can get to know you a little better. Okay. Um, so what would you say, and I know you eat really healthy and clean, um, so what is your favorite junk food? Oh my gosh, totally, I am totally human, but I probably have a lot of faves. I, the things that I allow myself regularly to splurge on is definitely chocolate, dark chocolate, organic chocolate. Um, I am a wine drinker, probably I'm owning it a little bit more now than I have been in a long time, but thanks to good old... Um, dry farm wine. I drink that type of wine. So I feel like it's not as much of a junk food, but if you, if I could just go to town and be like, you know what, no judgment, no bad feelings afterwards, I would totally put down, like I would win hands down a rice crispy treat eating contest. I could beat anybody. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> well, I think my daughter might put you to the oh, test on right. that. It's on. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. She loves those too. <laughs> I actually mistakenly bought a huge box of them at Sam's Club the other day. Uh -huh. And 
I have to, I told her I'm going to have to put them in lock and key uh, because uh, every time I turn around, she has another one. Oh, so. no judgment. It is. That's a total <laughs> kryptonite for sure. It is. Okay. And then one more question. If you could do a workout with one person living or dead, who would it be? Oh, okay. Very cool. So, uh, man, you know what? I am, since you and I've met, you know, I've always been into dance and I minored in dance in college. Dance is a part of my life regularly now. And I'm, I'm very blessed to have that. So I've really, um, honed in on my skills of pole dancing and pole fitness over the last eight years. So I would have to give it to a pole dancer. And I've actually met her before. She's like my pole idol. And she has this blend of modern dance. She has um, athleticism. And um, hopefully she doesn't think I'm a psychopath for saying this, but I would love to really like be BFFs with Marlo Fiskin. And for those of you who don't know Marlo Fiskin, she uh, created this program called Flow Movement. So even if you're not into pole dancing, you could see her other style of movement that is almost um, like animalistic. It's really cool and um, organic. So she's my girl. I would definitely want to hang out with her. That's awesome. And I love watching your videos. Um, at the end here, I'm going to give a shout out and a call out so you can tell people where to find you on social media. Thank but you. Um, I, yeah, oh, you're definitely mesmerizing oh, to you, watch where, I mean, so much yeah, I mean, I can picture myself running up to the pole and just grabbing on for life and still falling <laughs> off. So. You know what? I think that's going to have to be a live podcast. I think that's going to really get ratings <laughs> up. People need some good, good entertainment. We can do it. So good laughter. <laughs> there we go. I like it. <laughs> All right. So let's get into what I like to call the meat and potatoes mm -hmm. here. So we have um, some really good information for our listeners today. Aubrey's going to share with you five ways to try and help you take off your quarantine weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh -huh. um, as most of us need it. And maybe you even had the weight prior to quarantine, yep. which is okay. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, being in quarantine has just given us so many more challenges to deal with mm -hmm. that our mind and body are just not used to. So we wanted to bring this to you because all of this information is really relevant in what we're facing right now. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Okay. So I have five tips for folks listening right now, Holly and uh, uh, gang, get a pen and paper because I really think this is going to be eye opening as it was for me when we kind of transitioned right after, let's say Friday the 13th, when, you know, I know my routine was thrown for a loop and I thought, oh my gosh, am I practicing what I preach? And that's what I really try to, you know, I, I'm very committed to my clients, my members and to my mission. So when this all ha went down, I, I really had a big slip up in terms of I was scrambling to reinvent my business like many, many other people. And I was trying to budget my time where, you know, I have a, a three-year-old, you have two kids. It's like, everyone's trying to find this time for family and also their work. And pff, yeah, right. If you get a little bit of play in there, you're lucky. So, you know, I think number one uh, is to actually forgive yourself. And the way to do this is to actually write yourself a love letter. And gang, don't knock this until you try it. This is a very powerful tool. 
okay? And you want to put pen to paper and literally say, say for instance, what I did, I said, Aubrey, I forgive you for such and such, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Maybe you got really angry about this whole situation and took it out with drinking more alcohol, or maybe you went on a Rice Krispie treat binger or whatever it was, <laughs> you know? Um, but this letter can be in your journal. You can, I, I do recommend writing it out because that's the best way for your subconscious mind to recognize the act of forgiveness versus typing yourself an email. Okay, so the love letter to yourself should have the words of forgiveness, as well as starting to allude to, you know, your new plan. And this whole um, experience, life experience that we're, we've um, been affected by, you know, it's been a trigger for a lot of people. I know it was for me. So it was a trigger where almost, you know, I had a very um, skewed relationship with food growing up. And you've known me through that. And this was a little bit of a trigger, you know, emotionally where I was using food specifically as a coping mechanism. Now, nowhere to the point where I was in, in, you know, years, years past, but I knew enough about myself and applied techniques that I use with my clients to say, all right, we got to stop this, nip it in the bud. And the first thing was practicing forgiveness. And also in that letter, I recommend, you know, really telling yourself because it's almost like that you are the neutral observer of your life telling yourself that you love yourself and that you are grateful for the life you have the love and gratitude affirmation is very powerful and various um scientific studies have been done with these two words specifically on how impactful they are to the human being and even um uh uh, children, you know, I mean, um, so the more you can kind of view yourself as like, a, um, your best friend, you know, the letter that you'd write to your best friend, this is going to be the catalyst on how we're going to be able to start remove those unwanted layers of, um, energy. Let's call it that way. Because, you know, if this, if you've already had weight to lose and we've all been there, I mean, we live in America for goodness sake. So, yeah, everyone's probably raising their hand who's listening to this and saying, yeah, that's me. We got to forgive ourselves. That's number one. Yeah. And I love how you said to write yourself a love letter. That's just such a sweet way to put it. And I have to say that you, in my mind, you've always been really good at being positive towards yourself, mm -hmm. you know, not having that negative mm -hmm. self-talk. And I think that that probably is something, you know, that you have learned and had to really teach yourself over the years to do and practice. Yeah. But I specifically remember um, when I was getting ready to train for my first fitness competition, first and only actually, that I went to your studio to do um, practicing on the walk yeah, that you have to do on uh -huh. stage. Yeah. And I was so out of my comfort zone and just, you know, wanted to crawl into the corner. Um, but at one point you had each of us walk across the dance floor there at your studio and look at ourselves in the mirror and say something along the lines of, I love you. You're mm -hmm. awesome. And you're so strong. And just, mm -hmm. you know, a few sentences mm -hmm. about yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror and saying it, oh my God, that was so hard oh, for yeah. me. Yeah. So this kind of goes along the lines of writing yourself mm -hmm. a love letter. Absolutely, Holly. I'm so, glad you remember that too, because that I've done that technique a lot. And because I, I did it with myself and I, you know, I didn't invent it. I got it really from um, 
the founder of the self-help industry, Louise Hay, and she would always talk about mirror work in her books. And I started to integrate it into posing practices because you're in a room full of everyone's beautiful in bathing suits and high heels. And you're looking at this reflection. You're like, who is this person? Then you compare yourself. It's like, wait, 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 where is my core? Who am I anyway? And it's like, we have to find that inner child and make sure that she's okay. And and really express that that nurturing side so um yeah it's a really powerful emotional moment for a lot of people yeah absolutely so if if somebody's saying i don't even know what to start with like what would i even write Uh, in my love letter to myself it just seems weird and like and something i can't do what's like one thing that you would say to somebody just to help get them started. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I hope they will write this down. So if the love letter was to myself, okay, I, I would, and I'm writing this down. I say, dear Aubrey, I love you at just as you are. And then we would start. I love you because uh, you are loving to others. I love you because you are a hard worker. I love you because now once you start that first, I love you just the way you are type of statement, or I like to say, I love myself as myself. And that's very powerful. Here's the deal. Even if you at first don't believe it, continue to write it, let the tears flow, let that energy be released because emotion, emotions mean energy and motion. So allow that energy to move you writing these things out. Let, and again, you have to release anything that you've been running from. And that, that's why we, we gain the weight. You know, it's not about like, people tell me all the time, I'm sure Holly, they tell you this, well, I know what to do. I just can't do it. And that's what, you know, and yep. it's because at some point we have been running from, you know, the act of not forgiving ourselves. We use again, food as a coping mechanism because it is easy and it is the drug of choice. And it's a drug that is, we need to live on pretty much. And to actually monitor that, it then becomes so wrapped up in the superficial, you know, and actually on my list, not at all is I, I don't have on here, you know, set a weight loss goal. I used to think like that. And does that technique work? Yes, it does. I'm not saying it does not. But this is a much more fun journey that is going to last a lifetime if we follow these steps that I've um, have for you guys in terms of, you know, self love and devotion. Because let me tell you this: if you if we all treated ourselves like we would treat our very very best friend, you know, we wouldn't mentally beat ourselves up on the regular. It's estimated that we have over sixty thousand thoughts a day, and eighty percent of those thoughts are negative. And I get it. Believe me, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I fall victim to this too, day in and day out. But I I am very diligent on waking up every morning, looking myself in the mirror and saying, good morning, Aubrey, I love you. And I'll tell you this, it took me a whole year to actually say that to myself without crying. And now I do it as a habit. It's a very easy habit. I share that with all my clients. And no matter how silly it sounds, I'll tell you what, it has not failed me yet and anyone that has adopted it. So it's not going to hurt. We know that. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like we can have a whole podcast yeah. just on this tip yeah. number one. There we go. That could be a spinoff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, food for thought yeah. in the future. Okay. 
All right. Awesome. Good information. Okay. So what would you say is your next okay. tip? My next tip is get a buddy and a coach. Okay. Oftentimes we have a buddy, you know, maybe it's your, your mom, your mom is so amazing. You know, I, I love her. Um, and I know she supports <laughs> you. You can see it through thick, through thin. So she might be like your accountability buddy. Right. And we all have that for my husband. He, he can be my accountability buddy. But the thing is with our buddies, whenever we have those moments of weakness where we're like, you know what, it's just so easier to, you know, eat pizza for dinner five nights a week, than cook a meal or something like that. Whatever, you know, habit that we have right now that we just know consciously, we got to get out of this rut. The buddy will let you off the hook more often than not. Right. Because, because the buddy might say, you know what, me too. I'm going to go in for it where you want that you want the buddy. But when you get a coach, like I know you have a program coming up, Holly, that, you know, is, uh, is going to be great because you're going to offer your coaching for your clients where, okay, now you're able to hold their feet to the fire more and they don't want to let you down. Okay. So that coach, and I have a coach as well. I'm, I'm a coach. I need a coach as well, because I'll tell you what, there are definitely times uh, through this whole pandemic, as an example, where I have slip ups, I'm human. And I think if we all own our SHIT and, and say, Hey, we're vulnerable to this too, then we're going to become better coaches. We're going to become, we can figure out people better because we can help them faster based on all these observations. So that's number two, the buddy and the coach. You can't, have one without the other. Yeah, I like that. It's so true because you might end up having your spouse as a partner to help hold you accountable. But the second your spouse is like, oh, come on, it's Saturday night. Let's go get um, wings and beer uh-huh. for, for takeout and bring it home and sit around the fire. And, you know, that you can be. Sounds okay, good to sure. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you also have a coach who you have to check in with on Mondays. You might be like, well, I'll sit around the fire and maybe have a glass of wine, but I'm going to get a salad for dinner. So you're still enjoying some of that, but not completely indulging because you have that little birdie on your shoulder saying, no, no, no. (laughs) Absolutely. You're totally right. And plus, let's face it, your buddies, your spouse. I know for me, sometimes I can just flip that B-I-T-C-H switch and be like, well, I want the chocolate. Just let me have it. They just give in. They're like, okay. (laughs) God, <laughs> I know. You know, <laughs> you're not exactly. The so they, yeah, they know when to back off too, and the coach, the coach won't. <laughs> so that, so that's number that's two. Right. And we'll be back right after this short break. Hey, yeah, you. Have you subscribed to this podcast yet? You haven't. Well, what the heck are you waiting for? After you're done listening to this episode, go subscribe and then you get notifications of when a new episode is released. You are so smart. I can't even stand it. Now, number three might seem a little harsh, and this is to go cold turkey and remove all of the kryptonite food. Sometimes we have to go cold turkey just as someone who's trying to you know, uh, quit smoking. They say that cold turkey is the most effective method because you stop those neuropathways of the brain that have been like firing to say, wait, but this is my habit. This is my habit. And if you just suddenly cut it all off, 
then you might have a couple of cranky days, but it's not going to be a cranky month. I'll tell you that. Now, I also know just because, you know, this might be, let's say, my goal to be like, you know what? I got to go cold turkey, get the Rice Krispie treats out of the house because I know they're my kryptonite. But let's say your daughter loves them. So, <laughs> or your kid loves them, right? So <laughs> what do you do then? Yeah. And it really depends on the person's relationship with food. Um, mine was pretty, pretty rough. And I, when I uh, married my husband, Dan, you know, I was still going through some things where I just couldn't have it in the house. And I did treat it very much like a drug addiction, because let's say if you live with someone who's a recovering alcoholic, you know, there, there's not going to be a discussion where the spouse is like, Hey, I know that you're a recovering alcoholic, but I don't care. So I'm going to still have that, these bottles of liquor in the house. You know, we wouldn't do that. So if you're kind of a a recovering Mm -hmm. addict with some type of binge eating disorder or just emotional eating disorder, then, you know, you got to have that come to Jesus with your family and the whole family needs to take part. Now, doesn't mean that the family can't go, you know, well, now it's a little different, I know, but you can maybe limit the treats. Like you said, it's like, oh man, I got the box from Sam's club. Next time we're just going to go through the, I'll go through the um, self-checkout and just get one treat for my, my child you know, and see how you see how you can manage yep. that. Because I know sometimes when I tell people to remove all those, ha- those things from the house, they just roll their eyes. And I say, well, hold up, this is a family affair, you know, and we all want to be healthy as a family. And how do we act as a team to do this? And how can we agree on, you know, the healthy lifestyle as a team? And there's always exceptions. Sometimes the team you're on an island. I know that too. You're on an island and you still are, are fighting for this. So what needs to happen is that, um, you know, that's where the, the coach would come into play. There's going to be other strategies there where if you can't get all the kryptonite out, well, okay, we have to, we have to really um, work with our coach. And, and that would be another, another episode in itself in terms of food prep and all that. And I would say, you know, people need to join your program or, or, or mine to, to move forward from that. Yeah. And I can share uh, personal testimony to this. Whenever you say, mm-hmm. go cold Turkey, get it out of your house. You're only going to be cranky mm-hmm. for a day or two. It's not mm-hmm. going to be long lasting. So when all of this happened and everything shut down and I know Aubrey, <laughs> you're going to strangle me when I would be working, I would mm-hmm. go to Starbucks mm-hmm. every day. That was like my yep. little time away from the store, from customers, from everything, just to walk down to Starbucks, mm-hmm. grab my iced coffee take my little stroll back and that would be like my crutch of well today's not going so well but I have my iced coffee to comfort me so when everything shut down you know I was at home Starbucks wasn't open and honestly I didn't even realize until about Mm. three four days later like oh my gosh I haven't had my daily Starbucks that I thought Mm -hmm. mentally yeah I needed and that my body would just you know, combust if I didn't have it. Oh, you know, I'm glad that you said that, Holly, because the stats that I share with people, you know, take it or leave it, but it takes three days to create a quote unquote bad habit, but over 66 days to create a new one or a good one. You know, what we view as good. So yeah, that's, it is. I remember I was, there was a point where I was like, you know, I'm just going to go through Dunkin' Donuts and get, you know, I'm treating myself to a coffee. You know, and it's not that these coffees aren't necessarily bad, but, you know, you and I, with our journey, we're in a different spot where I'm, I really 
99% of the time drink organic coffee, you know, and that's important to me because I don't want the pesticides on a regular basis. But, you know, I was like, well, it's just a treat. And sometimes when you don't make it yourself, we think it tastes better. You know, and, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's that funny yeah. thing. And, you know, some people might be like, well, God, I wish that was my bad habit. But regardless, I think it's just good to be self-aware because it goes back to like, really, what are your goals? You know, and, and we're all on a, a different course. So, um, yeah, and, and you're right. You, you know, you, your routine was changed and then you're like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. That's great that you took note of that because you know now that you can, you know, swap it out with a with a different habit yeah absolutely i can do it yeah definitely so um yeah our next one that i have here is really just happened for me like that after friday the 13th we i had a whole week where i was like oh my gosh i did i mean for me to say that i did not work out for a week that would be like how you said that you're about like spontaneously combust that would be me i was like Movement is my happy pill. That is for sure. If I don't, I mean, my body craves movement. Like our bodies are meant to move. Okay. But Mm -hmm. for me, I have, you know, really trained my physical self to, to make movement kind of like a spiritual experience. Just like when people practice yoga or Tai Chi, you know, the movement that I have orchestrated in my own life, that was what keeps me very centered and focused. So I didn't do that for a week. I was pretty messed up. Okay. In, in my, in my term, you know, I wasn't treating my husband fairly. I was not the best mom I should be. It was very, very cranky to put it lightly. So I let myself have that week because I had to figure out a new business plan whatnot, but come the following week, what I did, I absolutely, without a doubt, I scheduled it. Okay. So this next tip is schedule it where you give yourself the new world order of your life and you sit down and say, Hey, I put a timer on my phone at this time. I drop literally everything and I do five minutes of push ups, squats and dips off the couch, or I get off my phone and I immediately walk out the door, rain or shine. And I take a walk around the house or the block, something like that, that has to be like, very quick and it almost it it just changes your physical state so that now it is it's like that abrupt moment where you are creating a new good habit so scheduling it's very important it doesn't have to be the same exact time of the day but even if it's at the top of your day when you get out of bed you say okay at this time of the day i have to schedule it it's very it's, it's much easier to do it in the morning i work with my clients who are trying to create exercises a habit. We do something called the five alive. And it's the first thing that they do even before they brush their teeth in the morning. And live, it takes them less than five minutes. But what they are doing is creating the easiest habit ever so that their body starts to crave more movement. And it's pretty cool with um, how fast that they start to add on more structured exercise. Yeah, that's great. And I like how you are are framing it in a way to tell people that get away from the notion of it has to mm. be this long, mm-hmm. dredged out yeah. workout. Just like you said, mm-hmm. the five alive, five minutes. I mean, even earlier today, 
I've been working from home today and I thought, oh my gosh, I just need to get up and move and get away from this computer, get away from my phone. And it was starting to sprinkle, but I thought, no, I need some fresh air. So I took my dog for a walk. I said, all right, Maggie, it looks like Mm -hmm. we're only going to get in one lap, but hey, one lap is better than nothing. And here, one lap turned into six. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah. The fact that, you know, you can just start little and then it might turn into something bigger. Exactly. We, we have, especially for the avid exercises, exercisers out there who at one point, at one point in your life, maybe you were working out 60 to 90 minutes every day. And then now suddenly you don't have that time. Sometimes we think like, but it has to be 60 or 90 minutes. No, 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 no. That you're not at that point in your life again. We we can't be chasing the past right now in the present real life scenario. It's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I'm not moving as much as I was before. And I have to say, like I was telling you earlier, I'm like, you know what? I've noticed I have been more tired, but you know me pretty well. I'm probably catching up on sleep that I haven't gotten for the last 15 years. So I'm trying to also <laughs> oh, yeah. forgiveness. But you know, it, it is like, hey, you know what? I did I did this amount of time today and it was and I'm and that's what I could do. That was the best I could do today. And that's where that's the that's the only option. Otherwise we're just gonna continue to beat ourselves up and get nowhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, just, just really in summary, I, you know, I wanted to leave everybody with this quote that I think it, I, I like to share, share all the time. And it's a goal without a plan is merely a wish. And that's really where, you know, don't play the victim. Don't play the victim anymore where it's like, well, you know, this excuse, that excuse. And what was me? What was that? No, we have the tools. These were our five ways to really take off the weight during a stressful time finding that silver lining and you, you cannot knock it until you try it. And I hope that folks listening, they can try this. They can get back to us and let us know what they think, if they applied them and how they can just share your podcast here to help more people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, You know, if our listeners want to let us know what they learned, you know, what a, what a big takeaway was, for them after listening to this, um, what information you might be able to share with somebody in your life that uh, could use some of this information. And, you know, obviously I think a lot of these topics we could have kept going on for quite some time. So if you uh, listeners have any ideas as far as future podcasts that you want um, Aubrey and I to collab on, um, I'd be happy to do that. And I'm sure she would be too. She has free time. It's so great. You just, you're such a natural at so many things. At at least that's the way you come off. I know you work very hard, but you, you just have such a a wonderful um, style. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Aubrey. Well, I appreciate you so much for coming on. Um, That information was super helpful. I know I took notes. So hopefully everybody else did too. So um, thank you again, and I'll talk to you you. soon. Bye. Bye. As promised, I want to give you a way that you can follow Aubrey on social. She is on Instagram at Aubrey Warwick and at fitnessenvy underscore. And on those channels, you can find ideas for yoga, pole dancing, and other workout ideas. She's also on Facebook as a public figure page. 
under Aubrey Warwick. And then her business page is Fitness Envy. You can also find her on YouTube where you can see her segments on Pittsburgh Today Live. Pretty cool. Her website is AubreyWarwick.com. And if you want to shoot her an email, it's Aubrey at AubreyWarwick.com. We hope you enjoyed this today. Thanks, guys. Bye.